Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report for Friday, July 13th, 2018. I am your host, Alexander Emmanuel Kulafi of Massachusetts, joining you tonight for a nice little news show. I'm joined today with a full crew. We got Donald here. Hi, Donald. Hi, I'd like to introduce S-Tier Waifu and F-Tier Waifu. We <laughs> got the Amiibos that came out today. Yep. That's good. It's, was it worth the the fifty dollars Canadian? Uh, I think it was like it was like thirty five, but I also did, I had to redeem my EB card too. So mm, they're they're nice. They they look they look a bit better than Callie and Marie do. Certainly mm. Marie did. Mm. Do they do prime pre orders in Canada? Uh, they do, but not for Amiibo. Okay, okay. And it's Fair only enough. it's only ten percent here. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. That's not great. You also just heard Zach Miller from Can. No, no, you're not from Canada. That's where Donald's from. You're from Alaska, Zach. Hi. Similar, similar climate, but yes. Hello. Hi. You got that accent. You you, oh, have, you have no accent. Well, yeah. If anything, I have a slightly Wisconsinian accent. Yeah. You're you were born and raised in Alaska. I was. Very Folks good. are from the great state of Wisconsin. And we also have Canada's very own Justin Baruby. Hi. I'm not from Canada. <laughs> hey, my the whole cast is Canadian. Canadian tonight, folks. Yeah. Hey. No. Hey. I'm New Jersey. You're New Jersey. <laughs> from historic New Jersey. Yeah. Jersey There's something Street. grimy about that. <laughs> New Jersey, the uh, first dinosaur ever found in North America was found in New Jersey. Hmm. Wait, the first dinosaur in America? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, Hadrosaurus. Barely known for many good remains, but there it is. NSA Penguin OT says, hello, hello. Levanide says, I missed out on Pearl and Marine Amiibo because I forgot to pre-order it. No stores near me have it in stock. I will have to find it online. I feel like uh, you're going to be able to get a restock for that eventually. Yeah, I, I got so. mine. 20% off Gamers Club Unlocked. Oh, uh, lucky duck. <laughs> how, long, how long do you have that till? January 2020. 2020. All right, good. Yeah, I renewed in January, so I got two more holidays. I That's feel not pretty bad. good about that. I may not have some of the multiple copies of the Gamers Club Unlocked people got, I guess, before it happens, just through errors and accidentally buying more. But, you know, I can't really complain about how far it's going to last me. Not bad, not bad, not bad. We got Garth John saying a lot of dead things and trash in Jersey. JK, I was born there. <laughs> you can both be born there and not being JK. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm, I've, I've passed through New Jersey before. It seems like a fine place with fine people. I don't know. We got some what we've been playing because there's almost no news this week. Donald, tell me about Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, God, this... This week in Heroes has been a, a series of unfortunate mishaps, shall we but say? But Camilla in a bikini. Yes, and that and that update caused some issues. Uh, there was the minor one where they left something out of a skill description. Okay, that's cool. We can deal. Then, the when they put out the update, there's normally a switch that gets flipped that basically says you can't go into the game until you've done the update in the App Store. Normally, that gets flipped sometime during the day on Monday, our time. The update for this one didn't get flipped until after the reset Tuesday morning when that new banner started with the with the Bikini Camilla. Mm. 
Oh. So people were who hadn't updated yet were going into the game, and the first thing that comes up, because it always pops up the newest banner, is a giant X. Oh. And then they went and pulled on it, and if they got one of the one of the new uh, beach units, that also came up as a giant X. <laughs> okay. So they they figured that out about ten minutes in. They they flipped the switch, and the people they, everybody got some orbs for the screw up, and uh, the people who got their missing units, they got the units and even more orbs. But then we found out something else today, because the update also added the ability to, if the map doesn't cost any stamina, to restart it instantly. And the skill point function in that game works at a basis of usually about three points a kill, but there are things you can do to double it, including playing the game on the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, because they double automatically. Oh. And... Every time you restart, the doubling gets reapplied <laughs> to the point that you could get 768 skill points from one kill. I mean, that that sounds like a feature, not a bug. Yes, but they, <clears throat> they, the report is that they, they are trying to find the cause list because it is definitely it was definitely not intended for that to happen. Um. We don't know how long it's going to be fixed until it's going to be fixed, but it will get fixed at some point. But in the meantime, um, I'm just doing a lot of grinding. I was grinding a lot on the bus on the way home, just charging up people who like healers who can't really attack normally. So I don't know how the game is played, but is B Bikini Camilla even a good unit? Uh, yeah, she she's pretty good. Pretty good stats. Um, and... She provides a nice balance because the other versions of Camilla have been uh, are colored red and green, sword or magic, and then oh. this Camilla's blue, so she gives you the full co the full coverage. Oh, okay, nice. Don't have her yet, but there will be something coming up next week that should give me a chance to do that. Sweet, very good. It's can you beat that game yet? Uh, you the the story's sort of on hold right now because they've been focusing a lot on the uh, on the summer units. Uh, there's a they they have something some challenging maps out right now. The 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 ones that don't cost anything to try now that don't have to. That I've got most of those licked. I think the only things that I still haven't beaten are some of the you have to do five or ten consecutive story mode maps in a row with a few teams and your damage carries over. So I still have to do some of those because they have orbs. Okay. Like a boss rush kind of thing. Yeah, boss rush or state, like a marathon mode. Ugh. Okay, so people are still playing Fire Emblem Heroes, um, which is a good thing. Although it's, it sounds like the game is slightly chaotic right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, uh, I mean, we all love we all love the intern who's screwing this up, but um, <laughs> you know, we better to you know have the game functioning normally and not have to worry, not have to worry about oh god, what are we getting orbs for this time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, that's that's cool. Justin, tell me about Donkey Kong 1981 and Fortnite. Yeah, so I've been playing more Donkey Kong. It's just this game that I've 
kind of gotten into a lot lately and I've been trying to push my high score and I think it's currently around 148,000, maybe a little more, a little less than that. And, uh, I mean, that's not the best score in the world, but for somebody who hasn't really gone pro with this, I think it's a fairly decent score. It's probably a pretty good score for, uh, damn it. Billy Mitchell. Not Billy Mitchell. It's probably a pretty good score for Billy Mitchell without a meme. Uh, I think I think he might still be able to beat me <laughs> without the meme, but uh, yeah, it's just this game. It's pretty addictive once you like start getting it down, and you really do feel like you're pushing yourself to the limit to try and beat that score. And I, there's probably still a lot for me to learn with that game if I want to go higher. But it's really a ton of fun and an easy game to just start up and play. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, if anyone out there in Readerland, Readerland, Listenerland, Viewerland, hasn't uh, read Justin's review of Donkey Kong 81 or 80, God damn it, I can't think tonight. Donkey Kong Arcade, you should do it because you'll learn a lot. I learned so much reading that review. It was really cool. Well, thanks. I mean, I'm, and I don't even know that much. I just remember a few months ago, I knew I was going on arcades, so I read in the Donkey Kong a bit and tried to learn some of the strategies and then it came out so i was able to apply some of that nice which is cool uh but yeah it's <clears throat> it's a really fun game to try and push yourself in and at first you're probably just gonna get beat down hard but once you start learning how things work uh, i recommend reading my review and then actually looking up some donkey kong strategies uh you really start to have a new appreciation of the game and what can be done in it it's funny to me that the first the first level is brutally difficult compared to the next three levels. Next three levels you can coast by. That yeah, first I mean, level, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, if you're trying some, to get a good score. Yeah, I mean, there's some uh, weird things with the game where uh, you can control the barrels based on your movement and the ladders. And on the first few passes of that first level, with the the barrel stages the barrels are less likely to obey your commands because I guess they thought it'd be easier that way. But once you understand that's how it works, it's actually in some ways harder mm. than uh, some of the later versions of it because you lose that control over guiding the barrels down to help you safely get to the top. Uh, is Donkey Kong a perfect video game? Oh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's perfect, but... Uh, it's still a lot of fun and if if you can get into it. I mean, it's clearly not going to be for everyone. It's a high-score attack game, and it's very repetitive in some ways, but there's like a certain... Like in some ways, it's a little bit mindless once you learn it, but you still have to be very mindful of what's going on. There's a lot to pay attention to and a lot of quick thinking, and the variety of stages keeps like it fresh as you go through it. Mm. Okay. I can't wait to play it on my flip grip. Yeah, yeah. That's. I want to. I wish I could do something with the TV where I can rotate it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, if you get, I mean, if you get the right mount for it, I suppose yeah. you could do it. But yeah, probably better to just go with the uh, go with the handheld mode at that point. Uh, it'd be awesome. That oh, that reminds me. I should go pre-order that. Yeah, the fifty-five inch TV rotate that. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I've also been playing uh Fortnite. I tried the new season stuff last night. I mean, I didn't do everything. Uh, they added some golf carts I guess you can drive around in. I didn't drive around in any. I killed somebody in a golf cart and destroyed the golf cart. So uh, that actually adds like another layer of terror to the game because you could hear it and 
when you know there's like people or a group of people in a golf cart coming up. Uh, they're going to be coming up on you fast, probably. So you might just want to hide, or you're going to have to react quickly because you—it's just weird how you can hear it and you know, like somebody could like quickly be up on top of you, which wasn't the case before. And they also have these uh, warp points where you can like hop into these warps and they drop you off in the air, and that can really help you uh, get past the storm as it closes. And it just adds another layer of strategy to the whole thing. And there's a lot of new updated areas, and I've noticed that's causing people to go places they normally wouldn't before, for the most part. And it's just making the game more competitive and difficult. So just this, like, updates made it the whole experience a lot fresher. It's like hmm. a nice shot in the arm to that game. That's cool. That's very good. Uh, and so you, you, you're finally one of those millennials. You, you got hit with the Fortnite bug. I've always been a millennial. I'm one of the early millennials, but a millennial. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a '90s kid. It's no big deal. I was born in '94. I don't count. <laughs> All right, we got Zach. You have been playing three video games this week. Yeah, I'll hit them all quickly. Uh, the first game I've been reviewing is uh, I've been reviewing yet <clears throat> Switch game called Anima Gate of Memories. And the review code also came with its sequel, which I don't remember the name of because I haven't started it. The um, Nameless Chronicles, I think. There you go, the Nameless Chronicles. This was another kickstarted game, and these are becoming surprisingly common uh, on Switch. <clears throat> it's um, kind of a character action game where you flip between two characters. Uh, you, you're running around very large environments. Uh, it's it's pretty on a TV, but it looks very generic. Um, the voice acting is atrocious. Uh, it's uh, the gameplay is good. It, it's a good, pretty good combat system with with some some interesting wrinkles. But uh, I don't know. It's not real exciting. It's uh, very generic. And uh, what was I going to say about it? No, that's about it. It's generic. <laughs> Oh, you're, it never tells you where you're supposed to go or what to do. So there's all these enormous interconnected areas. <coughs> and you just kind of wander around one until you get to a cinematic and you think, oh, maybe this is the way I'm supposed to go. <laughs> but uh, there's no way wayfinding, which is bothersome. Uh, so that's that. Um, I've also I got my Xbox One, and I got Rare Replay immediately. And the first thing I started was uh, Banjo-Kazooie HD, because I haven't played Banjo-Kazooie in like 20 years. And uh, it's not bad. It's pretty good for a Mario 64 clone. Uh, it's not as elegant as Mario 64. And I dare say that anytime you have to swim, it's a worse game than Mario 64. <clears throat> but uh, I like it overall. It's very charming. Have um, you played Tui at all? or I've never played Tui, actually. So, my thoughts are Banjo-Kazooie is a fun game, but Tui gives me the same feeling as DK64, and they went too big with it. Oh, no. Yeah. I, think I, I actually started to wonder if, if Donkey Kong 64 is, was made with one of these engines. Cause it didn't surprise me. Because there's it, a lot of the same sound effects, and uh, just the character modeling looks very similar. 
Uh, Donkey Kong 64 is trash. It is a trash game. Thank you. Yeah, it's Thank just god-awful. Uh, so if Banjo-Tooie is anything like that, I think I'll stay away. I th- you, you collect enough shit in Banjo-Kazooie 1. Uh, uh, I don't... I'd be interested for you to try it, at least. Okay, I'll try it. Because <laughs> I want to see if you get the same feeling that I do. Okay, well, I'm about four levels deep in Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, there's, there's ten jiggies in every stage, and they haven't been that hard to get, so... Uh, I, I may have enough to beat Cacoletta before too long. Um, but the real reason that I bought <clears throat> an Xbox One for Rare Replay was Battletoads on the NES, which I haven't played in since I was 10, man. And Battletoads was one of those games that you have as a kid. You don't have a lot of NES games when you're little, so you just play the shit out of it. And I got so far on my own, no game genie or anything, you know, it was all muscle memory. Um, but I could never get past a stage where you're trying to outrun a giant rainbow colored orb on a bike. Uh, I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I was doing something wrong. Um, but, uh, playing it now, there are some problems with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, (laughs) not a game by any stretch. Uh, but it's nice to have a rewind feature and save states or save, you know, you can save whenever you want. Uh, it's doing things that a lot of NES games were not doing, which I like graphically. Uh, but that is a punitive, unfairly hard. We never intended for this to be beaten by anybody kind of game. Yeah, it's real brutal. And then one of the weird things is when you play two player, it's even harder. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can hit each other. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I think if you can't so- turn that off. No, it's <laughs> it's even harder with two people, man. And-, and I and I think there's a late game level that may not be possible because the second player dies immediately. Really? Yeah, it, this is great. That I wasn't aware of, but uh, just playing that game, and I, I actually challenged my sister to push herself far in that because she spent probably five years of her life trying to beat the original Ninja Turtles on NES, and then did it and got oh so good she god. was able to. She got so good she could beat it with one turtle. Oh my god! Yeah, and but uh, then I'm like, she's like, yeah, I need another hard game to play. I'm like, all right, Battle Toads. <laughs> And she gave up on that after a while. She got <laughs> pretty far. And it, just watching it all, it was very brutal because Battletoads is a strange game where almost every level is a completely different game. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> and half of them are vehicle stages. Yeah, there's vehicle stages. And then there's, like, the first stage, it starts out where you can, like, move up and down on a different plane, kind of right. like uh, Ninja Turtles 2. It's like a beat-em-up. But then there's other stages where it's, like, a side-scroller instead. And then... <laughs> It's like the rules change every level. Every stage. And it's just very bizarre. And each stage is like completely different in length. There's no consistency at all. There was a a surfing stage that I did the other night. It was maybe two minutes long when you don't count the very cheap boss fight. But then the, the snow level, the ice level, is like 25 minutes long. If you don't die all the time, it's just just a ridiculously balanced game. And I was only able to beat it when I was little with a game genie. 
Uh, and I seem to recall that last level being like, fuck you, kind of angering. Uh, they all are. My sister got to yeah. the, <laughs> they all are, but... snake level and like, I'm at the snake level right now. That shit is tight. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It's awful. Because you can't see what's around you. Yeah, basically for what's going on is a bunch of snakes are popping out of the walls. And these are like platforms you have to jump on. But you have to like basically memorize the correct pattern on where you have to jump. Yeah, and there's time. spikes everywhere that'll kill you instantly. <laughs> it's insane. And the thing that really makes this game would be manageable if it just gave you <laughs> unlimited continues. That's true. You don't. You only have a certain number of continues. I think maybe three. Yeah, three, and you have five lives. Um, that's the most you can get. Yeah, if this is one of those games where like one line of code would probably make it a <laughs> lot better, where it's like, yeah, that game was brutal, but at least you got unlimited continues. Yeah. Now, after I beat Battletoads, I intend to uh, play Battletoads Arcade, which is essentially Battletoads Super Nintendo, uh, and see if they made any improvements. I think that's uh, the only we'll Battletoads see. I've played, so... Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I've played any of the other ones. Wow. Well, there aren't, there aren't that many. No. Uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon on NES. Pretty good. I wanted to try that. And isn't that also on Super Nintendo? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. it's one of those games. Yeah. But uh, Battletoads, I, I bought... can't believe I'm saying this. I bought an Xbox One for Battletoads. And I'm finding that I enjoy it, but I'm glad I don't have to play it pure on an nes so are you gonna get in for the uh for the second for the 2019 battle toads it'll be like justin said i mean we'll see what that game is because if it's like every stage is completely different i don't think i will but if it's like a 3d character action game like bayonetta or darksiders then maybe maybe i could do something like that they, they explicitly said it was a two and a half D game or two point five D game, so I don't oh, think you're gonna be that lucky. It's gonna be it's gonna be like the NES game. It, it, it it's gonna be hard though. It can't be as hard as that. They they're gonna make it more fair. Well, I do I do intend to get the uh, like next time it's on a flash sale, the complete version of Killer Instinct just so I can play with some battle toads. By the way, Killer Instinct Gold, not very good. I, I suppose I'm kind of lucky that my copy no longer worked. Oh, on N64? Yeah. Yeah. It's a we rough did. game. That is rough. We got a question in the chat from TRBR. Y'all got Octopath? I nope. didn't. Not no. gonna. No? I think Justin got enough copies for all of us, though. Yeah, I got a few. That's true. I, I could just send, it, send them around. Yeah, I... I... I think I ordered too many of those uh, collector's editions by accident, and I thought I canceled all but one, but no. When I came home from work today, there's just like a pile, and I'm like, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up with three of them. I've already returned one. I'm in the process of returning the other, so I'll be left with one when it's all said and done. Yeah. You haven't played it yet? No. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world who doesn't like the graphical style. Okay. The sounds like the demo didn't set it in the really dullest city in the game so oh. hopefully that'll that'll smooth out yeah I've, I've got a copy on on the way but it just got it's amazon in canada so yeah i got all the nintendo goods today so i got the captain toads the amiibo the charging stand 
I am super tempted by Captain Toad, even though I could just turn on my Wii U and beat it that way. Yeah, but do you want to do that? No. Because <laughs> that would involve <laughs> that, that would involve booting up the Wii U. Yeah, although, exactly. <laughs> although I've had the wicked urge to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions again recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I would be surprised if that did not come to Switch. I really would. I would be just because the original tanked so hard. I know that, but I feel like they could find a real audience for it on Switch. I mean, the Wii U base was terrible to, be, to begin with. <clears throat> yeah. You use the gamepad a lot, so that's my only concern. Is they be Oh, really? Yeah, oh, like the like all the cell phone stuff in that game is done on the gamepad, whereas the oh. game itself is on the TV. That sucks. Um TRBR points out that the second demo lets you pick any starting area. Yeah, reviews came out for it. Neil has his review on NintendoWorldReport.com. It sounds like it's like a, um, what did he call it? Some kind of TV show. An anthology TV An series. An anthology TV series where it's, it's the like, Black Mirror of JRPGs. <laughs> it's like eight five hour stories that intertwine rather than it just being one story, it seems like. Well, I read somewhere that. You don't get everyone together until like the last few hours of the game. Yeah, I guess so. That's not. But they're also really separate. It's uh, I'm interested. This seems like one of those JRPGs where it won't necessarily review. Well, it actually did review quite well, where some yeah, people yeah. will hate on it. But if you're one of those people who gets into it, you'll probably really, really get into it. Um, Levenied recommends Captain Toad on 3DS. He also oh, says he's really looking forward to WarioWare Gold, as is Chariot Goblin. Oh, yeah. Where's the, that demo, darn it? Yeah, Europeans have the demo as of last week. We don't have no WarioWare demo. Um, That's because to get the demo, you need to support the Crowdfarter campaign. Yeah. <laughs> now that is a callback. <laughs> What what game was that a callback to? Game and Wario. Game and Wario, I thought so. Now, but they did reference the Crowdfarter in a more recent video. I forget. There's like a there's like a Nintendo person like checking their emails or something, and it said something like Crowdfarter update if you zoom down their screen. <laughs> Leave a need, uh yeah. So he's gonna buy Captain Toad again when he finishes Sushi Striker. Captain Toad on 3DS looks amazing. Uh yeah, so it's it seems like we should we should be playing Octopath Traveler. We'll see if I actually decide to get it. I have too much on my plate right now because I still got Wolfenstein to play, but also yeah. I went to my local library and I picked up Paper Mario Color Splash on the Wii U, a game I never played. Have, Why would you do that? Because in my memory, Sticker Star is not that bad of a game. Okay. Wow. I don't remember it being a great game, and I remember being disappointed, but I remember it still kind of feeling like Paper Mario. More than Super Paper Mario felt like a Paper so being, Mario. Being uh, disappointed, but what did you say? Disappointed, but not that quite that bad? Uh, probably. Uh, I think you just described the Paper Mario series. I'm not the first two, Zach. Oh, yeah. The second Paper Mario is amazing. All right, I fine. might say a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably in my top 10 GameCube easily. Good yeah. lord. Maybe <clears throat> it's the top one. <clears throat> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, so I've been playing some Paper Mario Color Splash. I played it for an hour over the last two weeks before I had to bring it back. You like I, it? I mean, I only played an hour before I brought it back. Oh, I see. I thought maybe you ran out of time from the library or something. To me so far, I mean, I, I can just pick it up from the library again. It's very close by, but I was running out and I was like, eh, I don't necessarily know I'll get back to this immediately. So I'll just return it in case the next kid wants to play it. But it re- almost reminds me of the Paper Mario sticker star. Like that sort of pretending to be a JRPG gameplay, but it goes even further down the adventure game rabbit hole where you're talking to characters, solving their problems constantly. Um, It's kind of level-based, but not really. The combat is extremely easy. Only played an hour, of course, so I barely got out of the tutorial area. Played, like, maybe two levels outside of uh, the initial area. Um, It's kind of funny. Like, it kind of felt like Paper Mario-style humor, but there were just a bunch of Toads and Shy Guys, and I don't know. I the combat reminded me of Sticker Star, not in a good way, but almost worse. <laughs> I didn't necessarily finish my hour and change, thinking, "Boy, don't I want to play." Don't you get like you get like nothing for the combat? Isn't that part of the problem? Yeah, you get coins, oh, which you can use to buy stickers. Except oh. you get so many coins and stickers outside of the game as is. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, that was a problem with Sticker Star. Did um any of you play the new Paper Mario game? Well, I, I think I actually I was one of those people that managed to get in on the preload before when it went up two weeks early and actually got the full game. I I put I was I think I got into like chapter three and it was fun, it was perfectly acceptable. But and I think it was if it tells you what twenty sixteen was like, I think it was like number four on my list. Damn. But again, that was more of a sign of 2016, and I think most of my game of the year list that year was Spite. Yeah. I would say that was the worst year to be a Nintendo fan. What else came out that year? Uh, That was the year the Wii U died, and well, realistically. So the year after it came out? So (laughs) that was Amiibo Festival. 2014? What? (laughs) Oh. No, 20, 20, Amiibo Festival was 2015. That was okay. the year where they basically had one game for the Wii U after June. And that was Paper Mario. And <laughs> also and also, um, and also, you people who hated ex- excessively on Metroid Prime Federation Force. Man, that game's friggin' great. That is, yeah, that's a hidden gem. Cherry Goblin points out that Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix came out in 2016. I thought about that game the other day. Some people say it's the weakest in the series, but as the only Rhythm Heaven game I've played, I actually had a really good time with it. It's definitely better than the uh, DS version. Oh, yeah? I've played every Rhythm Heaven that's come out in North America, and I'd probably possibly rate the 3DS one best. It's just I think I'd rather be able to play it on a full-screen TV and get other people involved. Isn't the big compromise, quote-unquote compromise, with the 3DS game that it's way more accessible and, by extension, easier? I don't agree with that. The later stuff is really kind of hard. Yeah. I don't know. I remember it being an okay challenge. The the problem I have with uh, Mega Mix is the whole story stuff. It's completely meaningless and just adds a lot of text and 
garbage between stages. It's I dislike the uh, like the the tiers where you have to do perfect on one and you have to pay coins to take the chance. Yeah, I didn't uh, like that either. That pissed me off. But I think after a while, they just give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think they do those forever. Luvenid says, I love Mega Mix. Chair Goblin adds Mega Mix over Fever. So there you yeah. have it. <clears throat> well, the nice thing is Mega Mix has pretty much all the micro games from Fever. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I hope there's a Rhythm Heaven on uh, Switch, even if it's just like yeah. Mega Mix Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I think it wasn't the issue that the, uh, the the main composer for the game had like cancer. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Um, but Paper Mario Color Splash does not get the full recommendation this time. <laughs> we we have two new stories to talk about this week. Uh, nothing too major. Warframe's coming to Switch. It's a panic button. Um, it's a panic button port. Warframe, I played about 20 hours of that one on PC. It reminds me a lot of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh, except it's not as technical as Metal Gear Rising or Vengeance. It is a free-to-play, kind of crafty, kind of Diablo-y, kind of Destiny sort of thing. I had a really good time with the 20 hours I played, and I do recommend it when it comes out. It doesn't have a date, it looks like. Yeah, it's just they they announced it at like a fan convention. No date was given. Uh, just so everyone just because I'm sure this is probably going to come up, there is no sort of linking of accounts. So you're, either way, your PS4 stuff is going to be siloed from the Switch stuff, from Xbox stuff and all that. Because mm -hmm. I remember Warframe being like one of the free games at PS4 launch. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I played that at E3 2013. I, I don't remember much of it then, but uh, in, the, in what I played of it last year, it's quite a good free-to-play shooter. So, there's some Warframe. Look forward to that in the near and or distant future. And our last story is Smash Amiibo got a release date. Ridley's coming out December 7th. Inkling's coming out December 7th. And it's just the girl, Inkling? Uh, yeah, just the girl for now. And also Wolf is going to come out on the 7th as well. Uh, fun fact, uh, as of about two, about two, hour, two and a half hours ago now, Wolf was sold out at Amazon. You could still get Red Light. That's shocking wow. to me. Either they are way overprinting the number of Ridley Amiibo, or we kind of overestimated how many copies of a boss from a C-tier Nintendo franchise was going to sell. Aww. Well, then again, they just announced Wolf, so maybe they're just taking initial pre-orders now, because I think they've been taking... Haven't some sites been taking these uh, Amiibo pre-orders, or maybe not? I don't know. I think those pre-orders pretty much went up with the announcement from okay. Nintendo's Twitter that they're they're live. And here's the date. Okay. But that, Wolf that, was the only uh... one we didn't know about prior to this, so that could have something to do with it. <clears throat> the Wolf yeah. one looks pretty cool, all things considered, but the Ridley one looks really cool. I don't even like Ridley. My yeah. problem with the Wolf is it looks like his shoulder pad is too close to his eyes. It's gouging his eye out, yeah. yeah. It's a very Justin problem. <laughs> hey, I, I think they said on some Nintendo Japan 
site, like official Japan site, that all the characters will be getting amiibo. Has anybody? Oh, else interesting. Yeah, that they because they're reissuing a lot of the older for the people that had Smash Four amiibo, they will get reissued, and actually they'll be cheaper than the Ridley, Inkling Wolf trio, because the uh, apparently the MSRP on the new ones is three bucks more. But I'm looking right. forward to the Ice Climber amiibo that has to be coming. So that's probably going to cost more than any of them. Well, that'll be two. Pe- that'll be technically two characters, I suppose. But they have to fit two characters on one base. Well, they did. They did something similar with the uh, the newer Pikmin one. Yeah. You know that didn't cost too much. No. I'm just excited to see some of these characters get amiibo. Yeah, fifteen ninety nine MSRP in the U.S. for the new ones, but the old ones reissuing are going to be at twelve ninety nine. So it's it. So it is all of the older ones that are being reissued. Uh, they didn't specify. They just said that older Smash Amiibo will be reissued, but uh, you'll probably be able, like we'll probably see stuff like Link and Mario. I think there's been some listings on the. I think it's the CPSIA is the Toy Authority. I'm excited to see. Uh, oh, sorry. That Nintendo's amiibo listings tend to go up through that. I'm kind of hoping for like Smash Wario or Toon Link or something. I want Snake. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah they'll do a Snake one. Yeah. Oh no, they said they said all the new characters were yeah. going to get them. So yeah. yeah, nice. But I think they said most or just some of the uh, old ones would be reissued. So I don't think every one is going to come back yeah. again of of the ones that were in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. This Ridley Amiibo looks really good. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I, I, I could pick it up. We'll see. We'll see. I Ridley's way more intimidating than Bowser. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, it's not Amiibo related, but I know First for Figures is working on a Meta Ridley statue. and that's Really? Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be massive. <laughs> <laughs> Have they sold out of their R-Wings yet, or has John bought, not, John not uh, been able to buy them all? Last time I checked, they still had some R wings in stock. I was just checking for John because I'm like, I wonder if John could get one of these. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the R wing's pretty cool, but I think Ridley's going to dwarf that thing. Yeah, yeah. Chariot purports that Wolf is more recognizable than Ridley, which is probably I don't know true. If that's true. If they're probably comparable, ah, maybe not. <laughs> I guess how many, lots of people play Metroid, but how many people beat Metroid? And Wolf Wolf has a personality, which Ridley is just a for, like a force of nature. And right. Wolf has been in Smash Brothers Raw before. War. Yeah, which means that like maybe people did never played Earthbound, but they still know who Ness is because of Smash Bros. But Ridley's <laughs> been a boss character in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's yeah. not the same. And you're the stage hazard. Yeah. People don't know who Lucas is, but they probably know him now from the Smash DLC. Yeah. And and same with Captain Falcon. Yeah. Sadly. Maybe an F-Zero game someday. <laughs> Give us the open world F-Zero, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a show. I think yeah. I think we're ready to call it. Unless we want to ha- go into how former Wii U game Aliens Colonial Marines was literally screwed by a typo. Yeah. What? 
I want to hear about this. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, explain it. Yeah, so someone found, was looking into the files of the PC version of Aliens Clone Marines, which at one point was tabbed to come to Wii U, but then, well, the game came out and was a piece of junk. Um, there, was a, there was an AI setting that they meant to have the word tether in there to control how the aliens acted. And instead of spelling it T-E-T-H-E-R, they spelled it T-E-A. T-H-E-R, which did nothing. So basically the aliens were complete morons because they had no real AI routine. Somebody went in there, fixed the typo, ran the game, and apparently it's like night and day. Oh my god. <laughs> to the point That's that the now greatest thing. people are recommending the game now based on this one fix. Wow. Re recommending it based on the fact that it was also three bucks in the Steam sale, to be fair. Yeah. Wait, so people think it's an actual decent game now? It maybe well, a better probably game. better. <laughs> yeah, it's way way better than how it launched, let's put it that way. That is too funny. The le the lesson here, always check your spelling because it can come back to bite you. Sheesh. The improvement, this is from the Resetera thread. The improvement is immediately recognizable in your first encounters with the Xenos. While they still charge you perched on their hind legs, they now crawl far more often, flank you using vents and holes in the environment, and are generally far more engaged and aggressive. Five years after release, a single letter managed to overhaul the entirety of the enemy AI behavior in the game. Holy shit. Wow. Imagine what the game... Well, actually, no, I remember. I think Jim Sterling posted video footage of just, like, the Xenomorphs, like, lunging at you very, very stupidly. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. What a crazy, what a crazy little thing. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a show. That's a fine note to end on. Feel free to check us out on iTunes. Review us. Nintendo News Report. I will read it on the show regardless of what it is. Uh, good or bad. You should, you should go to Nintendo World Report TV and watch us live on the YouTube. We tweet it out from at Nintendo NWR. Uh, it's, is it Nintendo underscore NWR? Yeah, Nintendo underscore NWR. Gotcha. And then check us out on Nintendo World Report. Uh, there are lots of reviews there. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash NWR. We also all have Twitter handles. Twitter candles <laughs> at... At Z Miller 1902, Z M I L L E R 1902, at Donald Mick, D O N A L D M I C K. Cheap. Cheap. <laughs> and at King Nintendo Fan, K N G, Nintendo F A N. I'm, of course, at Kulafi A, at C U L A F I A. Somehow, after the Twitter bot purge, I actually went up a few followers. <laughs> <laughs> And join our Discord too. Quick chat chat at the top of uh, NintendoWorldReport.com. There you go. There you go. All right. Have a wonderful night. Take care. Stay safe. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Good night.